Welcome to the Nativist Podcast, where we tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. It all starts on the individual level by cultivating our mind-body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired, and a little more invested in yourself and the world. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast. I am so thrilled you're here. I really am. Thank you for taking your time and spending it with me. It is very meaningful to me and I don't take it lightly, so thank you. And today's episode is kind of in the same vein as the last episode, if you listen to it, unintentionally, actually, because when I got today's inspiration, I hadn't really remembered that last episode was on leadership and the last episode was talking about leading from where you stand and leading your own life and today we will be talking about that in a sense but pivoting slightly because we will also be talking about actually mainly followership and the value of following. So to start I want to give you an example a story of a friend of mine who is kick-ass and he was telling me about being a special agent and telling me about his training and so I was asking what training was like what the dynamics were like because you can imagine people who are in that line of work are of a certain personality right uh, you would think type A assertive confident bold just leaders of the pack And so I was asking what that was like, and especially if there was competition and all of that going on. And he's like, well, as you can imagine, there were a lot of alphas in that class. And he's like, but I'm a beta. And so it worked out well. And I loved how confidently he said that. So secure. He didn't need to try to justify. He wasn't ashamed of it. He didn't need to try to explain it away. He's just a beta. And it's undeniable how intelligent he is and competent and able. He's so smart, so articulate, so good at what he does in every way. And so he didn't need to prove himself to anybody. And there's nothing wrong with being a leader of the pack or anything. But even actually, as he pointed out, that usually makes you a target, at least in that context. So there is definite value to be had in being middle of the pack. If you're at the front and if you're at the end, you're usually targets for the the instructors. But anyways, let's go back to what we're talking about. Leadership, as we're often told, is what we should strive for, right? It's a sweetheart topic. We're inundated with advice and resources and guidance on being a good leader. We're taught to seek to lead, not follow. We don't want to be sheep, right? That's what we're told. We're taught to value leading over following, to respect leaders more than followers. And while there's merit and value in striving to aim high and lead in whatever form that takes, in your own life, in a team, etc., there can be just as much merit and value in following particularly in the discernment of knowing when to follow versus when to lead. That's important, and we'll talk about that later. Whether it's a literal race or another kind of competition or just life, which to some is one and the same, right? They think it's all a race. Not everyone can be first. Only one can be on the top. 
however that's perceived. The one can be first place. Superlatives can be overrated and overused. The best, the brightest, the fastest, the smartest. And being first doesn't mean you live a more meaningful, valuable, fulfilled, happy, purposeful life. Being in front may mean you're better or cheating, but that doesn't necessarily mean better in every way. It just means better at that moment according to that one form of measurement in that way. And we all know how easily we can curate a certain image, right? Especially on social media. Things aren't always what they seem. So that's important to remember. But being middle of the pack or back of the pack doesn't have to be a bad thing. It doesn't need to be something we need to evolve out of or be ashamed of. There are varying definitions of success. What's my idea of success may not be your idea of success. And oftentimes we're in races we didn't even know we're in or wanted to be in. People competing with us when we're not even aware. You ever had that happen to you where someone just suddenly revealed that you guys are in a race or they're competing with you and you're like, well, wait, when did I sign up? I didn't register for this. And some people, that's just their mentality and that's their mindset. And sure, that can bring certain accomplishments, but that's not the only way to be. And that's not necessarily the best way to be. So we just really do need to remember that there are varying definitions of success and different measurements of success. So mine may differ from yours, yours may differ from another's. And we're also all on different timelines. So let's remember all of this if and when comparing ourselves to others and or criticizing others or judging others. Hopefully we're not, but we're human and it happens. And just because someone doesn't have a booming bank account or a massive house or a spouse or a family or any of that doesn't mean they're sad or behind or unsuccessful. Just because you're not an official leader with a title to your name or leading the way in your field, in your church, in your team, your organization, whatever, this in no way means you're less valuable or less important or less needed. And if you are constantly competitive, needing to be first, needing to lead, needing to establish yourself, needing to win, that's a sure sign you have, should we call them growth areas to look at. So in plain speak, (laughs) you have some insecurities to face and some demons to befriend and some voids to fill. And there's a difference between being ambitious and aspirational and striving to be the best you can be and needing to lead, to be alpha, to be first. Let's break that down. It's about the needing versus the wanting. If you need to lead, to be first, that's not ideal. And this is all from my perspective, but I don't think that's ideal. If you need it to maintain your senses of of identity, your sense of self, your self-esteem, that's a red flag. But if you simply want it and will be okay if you don't get it, that's a much healthier place to be and much more enjoyable place to be. If you have an unwavering sense of self and you know your value doesn't fluctuate with your placement in the pack at any given moment, in any given role, for any given purpose, then you're solid. And this isn't to say you're not gonna have your down moments or your moments where you question yourself. I mean, that's part of the human process. But to just be solid with yourself and to just do it for the right reasons and to have your head in the right space, that is honorable leadership. Notice that's honorable leadership, not just leadership, because there are different ways to lead, not necessarily good ways to lead. I mean, you can still be effective and be an asshole. So it's important to be an honorable leader, but also to know when to lead and when to follow. Knowing when to follow and when to lead is key. It's important. It's having the humility and the sense of self 
and the respect for yourself and others to acknowledge a good idea when you hear it and not feeling threatened and not feeling like that is a judgment against your competency or your creativity or your worth. And that's easier said than done. I get it. And sometimes it takes a lot of work to get there. And we all have our moments or, you know, our insecurities. We do. And so I strive to be that person who can recognize a good idea and embrace it instead of needing to have that idea or needing to be the one who is right or has all of the answers. So a good follower is actually a good leader in the sense that they can know when to step back and when to let others step forward and when to encourage others to step forward. And actually, that's one of the pieces of advice in The Effective Executive by Peter Drucker, one of the top business books on leadership. It's talking about getting the right people in the positions. And so it profiles some of the successful companies and leaders and what they did. And it was talking about those who were effective didn't need the glory. So if they recognized that someone else was better suited for that leadership role, they appointed that person in that leadership role and stepped back. That is remarkable. That is worthy of respect because it wasn't about ego anymore. It was mission first. It was looking outward instead of just needing to prove yourself to others and to assert yourself. And I have a lot of respect for the people who can do that. And I strive to be that person every day. Sometimes I succeed, sometimes I don't, but I'm always working on it. And it's just leadership and followership. It's just sometimes two sides of the same coin, if that makes any sense. And again, it comes down to motivation and intention. So are you wanting to lead to serve value and purpose? in service of others or the highest good? Are you wanting to succeed or win because you love the game or craft or pursuit or because you want to be the best that you individually can be? Or or are you wanting to make a name for yourself, to prove yourself to yourself or to others, to prove your worth, your value? So following versus leading. False dichotomy. False dichotomy. So who, who said you have to be either or? Who said following is the opposite of leading. Sometimes following is a form of leading by showing you don't have to jostle for first. You can simultaneously too be a follower and a leader if you look at it from different angles. Following is not necessarily the opposite of leading. Being a good follower is not being a peon, a minion, a pushover. It's not blind obedience with no room to breathe or grow or individualize or impress or make a mark. Nope, think about it. If you are a leader and you want to be the best you can be, or want your organization, product, movement, whatever, to be the best it can be, what kind of followers do you want? I personally would want followers who are competent, credible, honest, effective, genuine, who innovate and show initiative, who can communicate well and confidently, who have integrity, who are self-aware and know who they are. Huh, those sound a lot like leadership traits, right? Some definite overlap. And if you're focused just on yourself, like we said before, you're likely not going to be good at either leading or following. And we can't all be leaders, especially not all the time. What chaos that would be. That'd be so chaotic. And what a disservice to us, to our happiness, our development, our breadth and depth of life experience, our psyche, our friggin' sanity. How can we be well-rounded, balanced physically and emotionally and mentally healthy human beings if we only serve or try to serve in the same capacity as a leader or just as a follower 
You go both ways. But what a mess that'd be. And stunting for our growth, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. We are all complex human beings with various roles and responsibilities in our lives, juggling both leading and following roles. Followers need leaders. Leaders need followers. A symbiotic relationship. Both support each other. Both rely on each other. Both have a valuable role to play, value to give. And let's be real, there are some very effective leaders who are or were monsters. Unkind, cruel, manipulative, abusive. They led by fear. Hitler. (laughs) And I had actually noticed throughout my life that there's no one-size-fits-all list of requisite leadership traits that fit all the leaders, all the effective leaders. Like, you'd look at leaders through history, current-day leaders. They seem to come in all shapes and sizes, many different forms with different approaches, characteristics, etc. So you'd see all these leadership books books that say you needed to be one way, or this is what a leader leader is, and this is what leadership is and does. But you had leaders all across the spectrum, all over the place, who had very different characteristics and traits. So what tactic worked for one didn't work for another. Two leaders with two very different approaches could have the same degree of efficacy. So listing and advising unrequired leadership traits didn't carry much weight with me because I would recognize that leaders who didn't have those traits were wildly effective. So I kind of felt isolated in this sense, and I thought I was the only one who had thought this or noticed this. And then finally, I read a book that acknowledged this, and I loved it. It was General Stanley McChrystal's book he co-authored with Jeff Agers and Jason Mangone titled Leaders, Myth, and Reality, and really good book, and it explored what leadership really means and profiled 13 very successful yet very different leaders. And remember, successful is defined subjectively, but it talked about everybody from like Walt Disney to Martin Luther and Martin Luther King Jr. and so many different leaders and what made them effective, not just successful, because that's subjective, but effective. It was very interesting and very enlightening and eye-opening. But for the purpose of this episode, and it will be a short one, I really just want to drive home how important following is. And I think it's important to be a leader of your own life like we talked about in my last episode so you shouldn't necessarily be playing a supporting role in your own life because you are the lead but leading I mean following others is needed we need both in this world to make this work in any way any way that you look at it in any pursuit and following is something to be celebrated and I think it's how you go about it you do it with intention and awareness and due diligence and with good intentions that is what differentiates you from someone you maybe don't want to be you take the lead of your own life and can lead others by being intentional and discerning about whom you follow so you're not just blindly following anybody anybody who declares himself a leader or anybody you decide is your leader or a leader you're very intentional about whom you follow and that is a way to be a good follower and to be 
a leader. We need to remember we can always learn something from another, no matter who it is, we have something to learn from them. And so that's part of the humility, that's part of the personal development of being the best we can be, to be well-rounded and balanced and getting the most out of life and staying curious and knowing that we are here to learn from each other and love and support each other. And that is part of following and leading. It's part of both of them. And so it's just maintaining that humility and that curiosity and that sense of one and being here and doing it for the right reasons and those might differ from person to person but I mean getting out of your own way getting out of your head not being consumed by ego and being intentional about whatever you're doing whether you're leading or you're following or doing both at the same time but being very intentional being the best follower you can be and the best leader you can be and being considerate and conscientious of that and it really does matter if you try just to be the best that you can be not necessarily as a leader but as just you and as an individual and a member of this world and so if you're feeling kind of down and out about not being in a leadership role an official leadership role not having a certain label or title behind your name just remember you're doing what we need you to do too and if you don't feel like you're top in your game that doesn't mean that you're not still providing a valuable service to this world and that you should quit or that you're unsuccessful not by any means define your version of success and maybe go by how you feel how fulfilled you feel how you're treating yourself and how you're treating other people how at peace you feel and I could say how how satisfied you feel but that goes into always wanting to strive for more and there is value in that but also knowing when to acknowledge what you've accomplished and knowledge what you've done and not always live in that hunger space and needing more and needing more and needing more. And certain individuals, it's such an, an interesting topic though too because you have certain individuals like Michael Jordan who lives in that mindset just more and more and more and an insatiable drive. And these are the people who accomplish impressive feats. So who's to say that that's not the right way to live? And they have a different version of success and definition of of success than maybe you do. But I think, at least to me, to feel fulfilled in life and to to feel at peace and happy and good about your life, I think that also requires you to see where you are, accept where you are, and acknowledge and embrace your accomplishments and how far you've come to take a knee every so often and be like, yeah, good for you. And revisit those highs and all that you've done. And I was talking to a friend the other day and she asked me, she's like, have you ever written down all you've accomplished? And no, I haven't actually. Like I might think in my mind, but it's usually visited with, oh, I need to be doing more. I need to be doing more. I need to be doing more. And I've really tried to get out of that headspace. And it's a process and it's been an adjustment. But I don't think that's a bad idea at all. I think that's actually a fantastic idea to memorialize what you've done, maybe journal what you've done and what you've accomplished and sit with that and give yourself snaps and let yourself feel good about that and let yourself be who you are, whether you're a leader in that moment or a follower in that moment and just accepting that and accepting you and not needing to prove yourself to anybody and knowing that your value is immeasurable and it is constant and it doesn't fluctuate. So, wow, we have covered some ground with this conversation today, but it really is gonna be short because I'm wrapping it up right now and just wanted to leave you with, be you, live your truth, and be confident about it. 
you know? And if you're not confident quite yet, just know you can be. It's within your reach, and that comes with acceptance and love for self and others. And on that note, I love you all. Thank you.